Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hey, what's up, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of Everything Kratom, the podcast about anything and everything Kratom. Great to have you here on this Thursday morning. Hope everybody's doing well out there. Hope your week is going great today wanted to take a look at an article, or rather a research article, that was published in the British Journal of Pharmacology recently, and it's taking a look at the potential for metragenine, the primary alkaloid in Kratom, to cause respiratory depression, and more specifically looking at some evidence that this research has found that shows that there might be a ceiling to whatever existing respiratory depression there might be. And I find this fascinating because this is one of like the few things about Kratom that, you know, I honestly don't know. Like, I, it's one of the few things where it's like this could be a danger. And so I want to know if it's something that people should be worried about and if I should be worried about. So I wanted to jump out of my comfort zone and really look at this scientific article, even though I'm really not that great at science, <laughs> because I think it's important. So I'm, I'm stretching myself here, but hopefully you can all... um come along with me for the ride as we try to become scientists for today. So that's what we're going to do. As always, I'm going to put the link to this research article in the description of this podcast. So here we go. So this is taking a look at metragenine and 7-OH metragenine, which I've never heard of before, but from my understanding, I'm going to read that this is going to be... I, I just trust me, you know, this episode might be a little bit tedious when it comes to the scientific terms and everything, but um, if, if you can just bear with me, like, the, the, the findings are pretty significant, I think. So, um, with that in mind, this is looking at metragenine. I'm going to read this first uh, part of the paragraph here, background and purpose. Metragenine, the major alkaloid in Kratom, is a partial agonist at the muopioid receptor, the MOR. Then there's this CYP3A-dependent oxidation of metragenine results in the metabolite 7-OH metragenine, a more efficacious MOR agonist. So from that, my understanding, and I might be wrong about this, but my understanding is that um, metragenine in your body uh, goes through this process through interacting with this enzyme, uh, CYP3A, uh, through oxidation, some sort of process, uh, that is well beyond my brain, <laughs> and it results in this metabolite called 7-OH metragenine, okay? And that seems to be more efficacious when it comes to, you know, acting on that MOR receptor. Still with me? Good. So, in this, it has experimental approach. Respiration was measured in awake, freely moving mice using whole-body plethysmography, which I had to look that up, and it says that measures changes in volume in different areas of your body. And it measures these changes with blood pressure cuffs or other sensors. So uh, that's all attached to a plasmograph. Still with me? 
great. <laughs> um, we're almost through the tedious part. So then it says that um, that basically these mice were given morphine, seven OH metragenine and metragenine, and they were all administered orally. Here are the key results. The respiratory depressant effects of metragenine showed a ceiling effect, whereby doses higher than 10 milligrams per kilogram produced the same level of effect. In contrast, 7-OH metragenine induced a dose-dependent effect on mouse respiration. In other words, um, you know, so far, summing this up, metragenine, after you get to a certain amount per, you know, body weight, you don't really see any increased level of respiratory depression, no matter how much, versus the 7-OH metragenine, which is, you know, like after it goes through that process in your body, if you are given that orally, um, that is completely dose-dependent, so you can just keep on increasing mouse respiration depression based on the dose. And then it says, at equidepressant doses, so I'm assuming at the same dose that it takes to have the same amount of respiratory depression, both metragenine and 7-OH metragenine induce prolonged anti-nociception. And I looked that up, and anti-nociception is um, basically the body's ability or response to um, toxic stuff, like chemicals, for instance. So I'll read that again. So um, at equidepressant doses, right, both metragenine and 7-OH metragenine induced prolonged, uh, you know, response to this supposedly toxic thing inhibition of cyp3a so the inhibition of that enzyme reduced metragenine induced respiratory depression and the body's response to the stress uh, without impacting the effects of 7-oh metragenine so the conclusion is that these data suggest that such metabolic saturation at high doses may underlie the improved safety profile of metragenine I just think that this is fascinating. It's definitely tough to wrap my head around. And like like I said, I'm not like a sciencey person like to this degree. So this was very difficult for me and I had to read through it a number of times and look up a lot of words. But essentially, this is what I'm getting from it. And if there's any scientists out there that I'm, t you know, think that I'm way off base, please just tell me. But I think that I've got the basic idea. Basically, it's saying that after a certain point, there is a ceiling to which the amount of respiratory depression that can happen will happen when it comes to metragenine. Um, that's not the same for this product of metragenine after it's acted on the body, um, if you're like introduced to that directly. But if you're just talking about metragenine, it seems to be that there's a certain um, amount you're taking ratio to your body weight where there's a ceiling. There's a cutoff because it just, your body physically can't process it to, you know, respond to it with respiratory depression any more so than it already is. Does that make sense? I think that that's what this is saying, which is really interesting. Now, of course, the next step rationally would be to look at that um, ratio of, you know, kratom or sorry, metragenine to body weight and, and see what that looks like in a person. So it's 10 milligrams of metragenine to one kilogram of a mouse so when that's when the respiratory depressant effects showed a ceiling so let's do the math in a person if i am 70 kilograms which i am 
That would mean that to show this ceiling respiratory effect, I would be taking around 700 milligrams of straight up metragenine. Now, I didn't know what the amount of metragenine it is that you're like getting per gram of kratom. So then I had to do that math. I looked it up and it looks like the average amount of metragenine you'll find in any given dried leaf powder, you know, gram of kratom. And this varies, but you know, I'm just kind of like doing an average of what I found was about 15 milligrams. So that's 15 milligrams of metragenine to one gram of dried leaf kratom powder. So that means that it would take something like 43 grams for me. If I took 43 grams of kratom, that is where I would hit the ceiling of respiratory depression. Now, that is the end of my research, and now I'm just kind of left thinking about that. I don't, you know, I'm kind of going to talk through this episode to, to understand what that means by, you know, I'm like talking to myself here. But so let's see. If I'm taking 43 grams, so like I'll never do that, obviously, that's a lot. But some of these people who have died, you know, had extracts, kratom extracts, and I could see them being able to get to like 43 grams if they weigh 155 pounds like I do um, in, in you know, uh, dried kratom powder leaf equivalent. Um, that's like, you know, they're using extracts, though. So that would be a lot easier to get there. So basically the thing that I'm grappling with is like pretty much all of the deaths that involve Kratom, you know, they have other substances in their body, right? So basically for the people who are considered to have overdosed on one of those drugs that they have, let's say it's somebody with fentanyl, cocaine, and, you know, Kratom, which that's a pretty common one that I've found in all those studies. Um, Let's say it's that. Let's say that it's assumed that the fentanyl is what did them over um they you know obviously went through a lot of respiratory depression because of too much fentanyl but how much of the respiratory depression could have been contributed to by kratom if they had taken a lot of kratom extract and that's kind of what i'd be interested to find out because this is like the re this is why i think this is so significant so this is getting to the crux of the episode the reason why i think this is so significant is because this puts a number on the the actual limits to respiratory depression from metragenine it's not a perfect number it's not sealed tight there's other factors obviously and um you know there's got to be a lot more research on it but like this is the first time where we're getting a ballpark idea of how much respiratory depression can happen based on how much kratom is in someone's body um and it's not perfect it's you know i know it's not that simple there's other stuff too and you're also not just taking metragenine but i'm just like just for the sake of the argument it's it's interesting to think if someone takes a certain amount of fentanyl and it's known to cause a lot of respiratory depression to the point where it kills you you know after a certain point and then on top of that you have taken you know three kratom extracts and it equals however much um you know, you, you can figure out how much of a chance that Kratom might have contributed to it. Um, and I don't know. It's like, it's just, I always find it interesting when you can start putting numbers to something that previously you couldn't. Like, this is literally putting a number to the amount of respiratory depression one can experience from taking a bunch of Kratom. Isn't that crazy? So, I don't know. I'm just kind of ruminating about it. I don't really have a takeaway for this episode. Sorry if it's not really that climactic, um, but uh, 
it took a lot of effort to get through this thing. <laughs> I, I've got 20 tabs open on Google and scientific dictionaries and stuff. Meanwhile, one of you, you know, went to, you know, college for biology and is laughing your butt off at me. But hey, I'm trying. <laughs> so uh, let me know what you think about this one. Um, if you have any insight, I got to talk to a scientist one of these days because you all know a lot more than I do. And um, I might have butchered this, but this was my first and only attempt at really deconstructing a research article to its fullest. And uh, I probably did a mediocre job, but um, I think that it's an interesting topic and something that everyone should pay attention to. Okay, that's it. <laughs> I'm going to go take a nap now. <laughs> I'll talk to you all tomorrow to wrap up the week. Bye-bye.